0: Partners.
1: Memorial Healthcare is proud and excited to open their new $40 million plus neurology, orthopedic, and community wellness center, now called the Now Building. The 15,000 square foot facility features the highest quality, most sensitive 3T MRI available on today's market. The three-story building provides area residents a medically based wellness center featuring nutritional, counseling, and group fitness classes, among other offers. Memorial Healthcare's new wellness center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273.
0: Three point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
2: Well, hello, everybody. It's time for episode 225. Can you believe it, boys? 225 of these things we put together just has flown by, hasn't it? It's flown by.
1: That uh, 225 was always the number. That was my max bench. All (laughs) I could ever get. I was at 225 bench with just two plates for, I think, like two years.
3: So you well, didn't make this, any progress.
1: No, I don't know what it was, man. There's some mental block in my brain could not get past 225. We all, well,
2: hopefully, we all hopefully have Hopefully it's not the spot. same for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the 225th episode of 3 Point Podcast. We're presented to you by Memorial Healthcare, home of the state-of-the-art, now Community Wellness Center with pool, workout, equipment, track, uh, a whole lot more and now the home of the Big Salad Cafe. Also, our other partners include AZ Printing Solutions, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the Wash of Owasso and the ALS Association of Michigan. But boys, you know, we're very excited for this special uh, 225th edition of 3 Point Podcast because we're excited to announce the addition of another corporate sponsor, uh, I know, Jared. You're so excited that you said if I was able to sign him up, you could give me a kiss. I'm going to pass on that, but but keep that enthusiasm. Well,
1: hey, I love it, man. Wow, I, you said it best. I mean, we love all of our sponsors, but especially when there's a new one, and especially when it's something that's near and dear to. I mean, I'll just say it, my heart, Ted, yours as well, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not quite legal where you're at, so uh, you still like it, but maybe not. Don't dabble quite as much, but Ted, I mean, you you are like the walking billboard for this thing. I mean, you, it's your, you basically always told me, man, that it it really lights a concert on fire when you uh, maybe make a quick
2: pit stop in the parking lot before walking in. Well, yeah, I know you're, you're
3: kind of burying the lead. So right. Well, we 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 got to welcome
2: Sky Mint, Mint, man. We're happy as, as heck to have them aboard, man. They, uh, they fit our whole, our focus, you know, they have, they have locations for cannabis and products, cannabis related throughout the state of Michigan. And really when you look at our podcast, that's where we we shine I mean Michigan yeah. is really our sweet spot and uh, it was just uh, it was really exciting to uh, make the connections with the Skymint Sky Mint people you know I, it started with just a simple email and it's always exciting when you're a sales guy when you get a phone call back completely out of the <laughs> blue I think it was a couple weeks later and uh, as I mentioned Skymint brands Michigan's leader in cannabis industry I mean it, it's just gonna be so exciting to be teamed up with them
3: it's so crazy to see how That whole field, I guess, has changed over the last five years, even, you know, 10, 15 years, because as you remember, Ted, obviously Mm -hmm. you, you've seen it all. So you grew up back in the, back in the day when everyone was passing them around at concerts or whatever else. And then like when I was going through elementary school, it was the D.A.R.E. program. It (laughs) was the D.A.R.E. program was just getting smashed into our heads that it was the whole commercial. This is your brain this is your brain on drugs. Any questions, you know, with the frying egg and marijuana is a gateway drug and, you know, all this stuff. So me growing up, it was like, I'm not, not being judgmental. It was, you were, if you smoked, you were like a stoner. You were kind of a loser. That was just the narrative that was pounded into our heads growing up. And it's cool to see that that has started to change or it definitely has changed because it was always kind of strange to me that this, you know, drug that comes from the earth and, you know, is, you know, much more natural than beer or liquor or stuff like that. And, you know, you have a much different reaction, you know, everyone's different or whatever, but um, it was always kind of funny, funny to me that you can walk into a store and buy a case of beer and get blackout drunk and that's legal, (laughs) but other stuff wasn't. So it's crazy. It's crazy to see how it's changed. Like, like you mentioned, Jared, there's still a lot of States like mine down here in North Carolina, where it is not legal Southern States. I'll be surprised to see, or I'll be curious to see how long it takes for it to become legal, but just mentioning Skyman when I was back in Corona this, you know, a couple weeks ago, driving to my mother-in-law's house, I was like, I didn't know that they had that facility there in Corona. And so I'm driving by, you know, we're, we always drive through and check out like, Oh, look at this. There's Culver's. Oh, there's the new Starbucks <laughs> or, you know, yep, Oh, yep. there's, there's rivals. And all of a sudden there was this brand new, like super awesome building right. in front of Meyer. And I was like, the hell is that that is like a super cool building sky met, and it took me a second to be like wait i've seen this before what is it and then you know it clicked and i was like wow corona corona has changed their tune on it's, the whole it's, cannabis it's, industry
1: it's awesome man what a great product that really just i mean whether you you do it to help with pain like i know ted is a big proponent of that whether you do it to just have Absolutely. a good time uh more to come on that later when we get into our catch-up segment whether you do it just uh unwind at the end of the day you know whatever it is you use it for man it's a great product and you know i had never tried it before until it became legalized back in 2020 and i'm thankful it did man it's it's an incredible product and Skyman, like you said these dispensaries they are state of the art I they
2: mean, are.
1: they're like an apple store uh i, I had to, was lucky enough to go check out Skyman basically right when it opened and man dude you walk in there it's freaking incredible it's beautiful uh, they know their shit and that's the thing man you go in there and you, when pe- I think a lot of people have this stigma around weed when they think about it like back when from Ted's day you didn't know what you were smoking back then, man it, you, you somebody hands you a joint in a concert could be lace could be this could be that you go into these places and you tell them exactly what you want exactly what you're looking for what you want it to do to you and they have all the answers and, and that's what I was most impressed with man it's it's whatever you're looking for they have it
2: Absolutely. You know, we're, we're happy to have them on board as a corporate sponsor, but uh, also we aren't forgetting about all our listeners because soon we are going to be passing on to you uh, a coupon code where you can get a good discount at uh, SkyMint. And as soon oh, as we okay. get that ready, we're going to pass it on. Our next pod will tell you about it. And if we get it before then, we'll pass it on our social media at three point pod and uh, all the more reason to uh to make Skymint your cannabis store for sure. And you know, there's a lot of them out there, man. I was going up last night to I75. I bet I saw five straight billboards including one for Skymint, but yeah. five straight billboards advertising cannabis.
1: Skymint is the I don't know. It's the, it's the one it's the one that it's to be honest, it's the only one I knew uh the name and the branding and everything before it came to corona that's one that i actually knew i knew of it in lansing i knew of it in all these different places man that's it's just it's one of those that it's just a person's favorite mm-hmm. uh but speaking of weed man moving on to our ketchup portion here <laughs> thanks again awesome just to have them on so you know i we i had my recently a five-year reunion uh this past saturday i had it at a fortitude great spot there in, in a right on bennington uh right off of bennington and uh you know it's 5 year reunion let me just put the it's a little bit weird that we had it. basically the story goes is we had you know we had a great class president i'll give him a shout out he did a great job organizing this event josh richardson we had a great class president back in school we raised all this dough man that we didn't we had nothing to spend it on in high school you know five, we had like 5 grand left over uh, and basically once you know 5 years is up basically all that money just you know not that like it it's a bad thing but it goes back to the school so selfishly we're thinking to ourselves like man dude we got this 5 grand just sitting in the bank Like, let's go have a freaking party of our lives uh, for our five-year reunion. So that's what we did. So we threw a five-year reunion. I think we had about 35 people show up, which is not, I mean, not a ton of people, but that's kind of what you expect. I think five Mm -hmm. years out of high school, people still are like, oh, I don't want to see those losers. I'm too (laughs) cool for that, this, that, uh, which maybe you don't deal with so much at like a 20-year reunion where everybody's just so happy to see these people. They haven't seen in forever. So we go to this five-year reunion, you know, we're out just kind of chilling out in the the back patio. And, you know, everyone's having a good time. I got there late, like three hours late. I got there at eight. You know, I get there. Everybody's, you know, having a good time. But people are sort of segmented off, right, into different tables. You know, Mm -hmm. there's this table over there, people. There's this table over there, people. There's this table over here, people. Somewhere along the night, you know, after I'd maybe been there for 30 minutes, all of a sudden, uh, I don't know where it came from. A, a J kind of finds itself, uh, for the people who are maybe, you know, Ted's age, are a little bit, you know, buttoned up. That is a, basically a cigarette that's filled with weed. I, th- I think uh, our, I
2: think people my age do realize what a J I is. don't know. You never know. <laughs> know. Do.
1: I don't know what our audience is sometimes. But, uh, so It always Besides, comes
2: back for, to Ted. For,
1: for Ted's area of the audience. Yeah, that's what that is. So that comes around. Next thing you know, man, it's getting passed around. And next thing you know, all these different tables, it all became one big group. <laughs> and that was the start. That was when the party really kicked it off. And, and that's what weed can do for a crew. I mean, people make fun of it, say this or that. You know, obviously, anything if you do it too much can become a bad thing, just like right. alcohol or this or that. But I tell you what, for that night, it really brought together the crew. And after a couple more hours at Fortitude Open Bar, man, I, I don't know how much I drank there. A good amount, definitely, definitely uh, drank more than my twenty-three dollars worth. Uh, <laughs> after that, we go. So we all have a whole comp, the whole exact, the whole crew, all thirty-five people. Uh, go down the road to Corner Pub and finish off the night, and it was just a blast, man. It, it was—it's funny. That it's seeing these people after five years. You know, you don't realize. You know, I remember thinking in high school when everybody would tell me, "Oh, like you know, enjoy it when you're while you're there, man. You're not going to see these people every day." And I remember thinking, oh, "That's not going to be me." You know, we'll we'll still stay in touch. This class is you know special, and and I do still think we're a very close knit knit group. Uh, but regardless, life just gets in the way. You move all across right. the state. I mean, I'm in Detroit. I, I, I'm hardly ever back in Corona. That's what uh, but it's funny seeing everybody, man. It's you got people who got had handlebar mustaches now; they didn't have a shred of facial hair back <laughs> then. You have, you know, a couple of classmates that have kids now. Uh, you oh. have, you know, all these other people doing all these cool stuff. You know, graduating college, going on cross country trips, Colorado, bringing their girlfriends uh, that they met in college. It, it was just really quite an experience, and it was just an awesome time. I mean, we had <clears throat> sponsors sponsoring it; Corona Hill sponsored it. Fortitude put on a great event, knocked a couple bucks off the open bar tab. Uh, Alec Faber, shout out to him. And it just was a great time. And I'm just wondering what type of experiences you guys have had at your reunions.
2: Well, first, Do you want
3: to start this off, Ted? Because uh, I've got I, a, I've got a long one to add to it.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep mine short. I think the best reunion that, I, that my class put together, I, I think it was 10. It might have been 15. It was actually uh, uh, at a campground. Between Langsburg and Perry, and it was outdoors, and it was a pig roast. No, no, I can't remember the name of the place, but it was it was awesome, and it was the same same feel that you had, Jared. Everybody's outside having a good time, and then once the uh, once the doobies came out, you know, everybody uh, really enjoyed the evening. So that that was the my favorite one. Now I'm old enough to where they kind of pile them in together and they call them alumni reunions and they have right. like sucks, three man. or four classes yeah. highlighted and then it's, it's invited to all CHS graduates. So yeah. I, I've, you know, I, I'm, I've evolved to that point now, unfortunately. <laughs> I does, mean, it's cool to see people cause No, you know, it
1: sucks. You know, it sucks. Well,
2: you know, you know how it, it is, definitely but changes it changes it. Yeah, but the nice thing about that is, though, also, I didn't just hang with people in my class. I knew the people in the classes, classes ahead of me and after me. So, you know, and then from all these years in this area, I know tons of people. So it's kind of cool. I know everybody Corona related. It seems like right.
3: Yeah, reunions. I've always been one that I've I've loved it. Whenever I'm back in town, I want to see as many people as possible. It does seem like there's a lot of people, like you said, Jared, that are like. I don't ever want to see these clowns again. I want to move away and
1: I guess never I do connect want to, with know, high school. If, if you were, you know, I, 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 if you were bullied or something like that, I totally mm-hmm. get it. Right. But there are people that, you know, that were my friends or that were, you know, that like girls, popular girls in school that have that sort of mindset. And it's like, what the hell, man?
3: They think they're like too cool for school type of thing. Too cool. For, you know, we moved away from Corona. We don't want to go back. It's, you know, something like right. that. But Beneath them. no it's funny that you know you bring it up five-year reunion because <laughs> right you think like especially nowadays i you know i've talked to some people about this how reunions have changed because of social media and texting and cell phones and stuff like back in the day i mean ted you can speak to this i, I bet reunions were legitimately the first time you'd seen some of these people even their faces in 5 10 whatever the you know timeline is nowadays with facebook and texting and, you know, everything else, a five or five year reunion. Sometimes it's like, I know what everyone's up to because I see them on Facebook mm-hmm. all the time or I see them on Instagram all the time. So it's not as but like, you know, back in the day, you would show up to a 10, 15 year reunion. And it probably would be sometimes like I haven't seen this person in 10 years. They have put on weight or, you know, maybe they've lost weight or they look way better than they did in high school or stuff like that. So it's reunions have definitely changed, I think, in that sense. Not not necessarily in a bad way, just, you know, different.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's, and I don't. I was going to ask you this, Jared. Did you take your your girlfriend?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, so it's cool having her see everybody. Uh, you know, she seems to believe that just because I was, you know, the quarterback or whatever, that I was like this big jerk in high school. I mean, I don't. Maybe somebody's listening to this and say will say that, but I, I don't think I was. Uh, Matt, you were actually I was at the barbershop. I was talking with one of your fellow classmates. Uh, down, He actually said that you kind of dropped the ball a little bit with this upcoming reunion, whereas in the past, you were one of the ringleaders setting it up. Maybe you haven't quite taken up that role this time around.
3: No, it's in the works. No, and I was going to say it hasn't been publicly. So maybe this is the first public announcement <laughs> of it. So you you brought up the 20 year like like for you, it seems like 20 years is so far away my 20 year is coming up. So, Ah. so yeah, next year, 2023 will be our 20 year. So my thought was my, my grand plan. So first let me tell this. So we, we had an 11 year reunion. We were going to do it in the 10th year, but like some stuff happened. So it had to get canceled. So we were like, whatever, who cares? Let's just do it in the 11th year. No one really cares anymore. Mm -hmm. And I always credit my, my wife. I kind of organized it and it was my excuse to get together with my wife because we graduated together and I always credit our reunion as what got our that's reunited wild. relationship going because oh, otherwise 100%. I lived out in Connecticut at the time she was still in Owasso or whatever like what was my excuse to like bump into her at Meijer and like spark <laughs> up a conversation so, so I so I organized a reunion and forced it to happen but anyway I showed
1: so, up to this reunion on the brow yeah that's 100
3: yeah, percent <laughs> yeah, You know, t- talked her up a little bit, got her number and you know, the rest is history from there. Yeah. So um, yeah, 20 years is coming up. So my big, my big idea, and I think it'd be pretty cool. I got to, got to talk to your dad about this, Jared, but um, you know, like you mentioned, bunch of, bunch, bunch of people have kids now. And I think it'd be cool to go to Elsa Meyer and have like a two part reunion, have the first part be at Elsa Meyer where people can, anyone can come, but if you have kids, bring your kids, play on all the toys that we all grew up playing on, you know, let the kids play, have like pizza or, you know, whatever, like light stuff, you know, in the afternoon and then move it on probably to like Fortitude or wrought uh, iron grill. I mean, you know, isn't,
1: isn't uh, Alec Faber a part of your class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yep. think that Fortitude would probably be the, the natural it's, selection. It's a
3: no brainer. But, you know, like Me if he like didn't it. want to do it at his place of business, you know, I would understand that. I'm sure right. he'd be fine with it. But and then, you know, later have the adult version, have hopefully everyone has like babysitters or something and you can drop the kids off and everyone come out and have a good time cuz cuz that's what our, our first one that 11 year one it was at um it was before he opened Fortitude but it was in the same spot we basically put up a tent got a bunch of kegs we were playing flip cup we were playing beer pong we were playing cornhole it was just like a big corona party out in the field until we ordered dominoes at like 11 at, at night they brought like 30 pizzas out and um it was it was just a good time. Kind of kind of the same as what you said. our Our class, yes, people have moved to different states or even just a, a, around the state of Michigan. But for the most part, like we've stayed pretty close. So it's kind of hearing Jake and say that. Um, it makes me even more wanna move yeah, forward with time. this because I think that's what it takes. We talked about it with faster horses, you know, when you and your friends are like, right. it always takes like someone to do it. Yeah. everyone wants everyone wants to do this stuff but you know someone or two or three people have to like get the ball rolling start making reservations get yeah. a date out there well in advance so people can make plans so so Jake if you're listening the ball has not been dropped
2: now do you now this is 20 coming up and and uh, you had a really good class athletically has yeah. there been thoughts in your mind about like a Friday golf outing you know to tie into a reunion weekend
3: yeah, we were gonna try and do something like that, or it's been thrown out anyway. Yeah, right. going probably you know to Corona Hills on Friday, mm-hmm. to see if people want to golf, and then Saturday would be the actual reunion or whatever. Um, I actually wanted <laughs> to throw out one of the first home games this year for Corona if the field actually gets finished and everything. That'd be cool. Seeing if um, a bunch of the football guys wanted to get together because it'd be the 20th anniversary of our right, you know nine and zero regular season, the last undefeated regular season in Corona's um, football. But uh you guys, yeah, you if it was like unofficial, it could be or, like an unofficial thing. You know, it doesn't have to be like some big official event, but just like hitting up a bunch of dudes and being like, Hey, you all wanna come back you come know, to the, the, the Nick, see the new field, and then you know, we can all get together and it, shoot it, the there's, shit. There's
1: there's there's easy tie in. You just throw the shoot a message to the head coach. Probably love to have you guys go give a pregame speech an hour before in the seen old as,
3: Seen as the head coach was our head coach, yeah, exactly. I
1: <laughs> so I, that's, that's how that's how you uh, get the boys rallied to go to that. But yeah, it just you know bring it full circle. I mean, it's I'm already looking forward to the ten year. You know, it's it's a great time, great excuse to just go and kind of let it rip. And it, it's fun. it's just it was just cool hearing what everybody's up to. I know that's okay. kind of cliche to say, but. Uh, yeah, it's just,
3: I just, I, I don't know if, it, if it's the same for you guys, but like, again, bring, bringing up this vacation, I, I think I brought it up last week when my mother in law had a party for family and we invited a bunch of friends and a decent group of people came out that I hadn't seen in a while. It's just something about like the people you grew up with, even if it's people I haven't seen in 10 years, 15 years, you just like fall back into like how it was when you were in high school or middle school. Maybe that's not the same for everyone. And maybe that's why I'm like, you know, thankful for the class, the the group of people that I grew up with. But, you know, you get together with those people and it's just like you're back, you know,
1: transported back to to 2002
3: and you're just talking about whatever. And now, but now you got some kids running around and stuff. But
2: yeah, you got all that good stuff to talk about. You know, my my crew, you know, it's hey. How's your hip doing? Get your hip replaced. Uh, How's the prostate hanging? Uh, Oh man, sorry to hear about that. I mean, it's it's a true fact which is depressing. But when you do get to be my age, conversations when you go out with friends, all of a sudden, I don't know why it does it, but it it shifts to how your medical status is.
3: Well, I mean, ours ours a lot has shifted to kids, and we've, we've said that like we're all hanging out, and we're like, why the hell? All we're talking about is our damn kids. Right? Can we like just talk about parties? (laughs) You <laughs> Jared, you're kind of
1: still in that yeah.
2: age a little bit. 100%. Right. No, no doubt. I
1: mean, I'm even starting to feel that. I mean, it, it's just, you, the older you get, and like I'm thinking about, you know, Faster Horses is coming up this weekend, but a lot of people talk about it. It's it's hilarious to me how the fact that I'm not going, it almost feels like that event is not even taking place. Whereas back in the day, uh, when, we, when we would have those summer trips to Faster Horses, it felt like the whole summer revolved around it. Right. Uh, and everybody was talking about it and every and it was the biggest thing in the world that weekend. Um uh, and, and it's just funny. I was like debating it with, uh, with my roommate. Basically, like, I don't even know if I would want to go back there. It's just like, I feel like once I hit out of the college age, it's me, like I'm just going to go walk around this infield and like party. It, it just it just it's depressing to even think about walking those hollowed grounds anymore because you, yeah. you're not what you once were, man. You're just really
2: you really aren't. And think about about the
3: group you were with. If you're with a solid group of friends then you'd still have a good time, it would be different. Sure. But
2: right. But we're talking five years, only five years from high school. I was going to say, man,
1: dude, I, yeah. I mean, you guys look at that and probably think like, Oh, you're crazy, but that's just how I feel. I I don't, I feel like I'm aged 20 years (laughs) in these five years. Yeah.
2: A work career where you put in the hours you do, it'll do that. Now, before we move on and talk a little sports, including the all-star game and a few other things here in mid summer, um, um, you know, geez, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Oh, uh, how was, the week off? how was the few days off? <laughs> How'd that go for you
1: for uh, all-star break? I know didn't really have it, man. I mean, we I, really? I mean, I have our family reunion coming up. So I kind of said, you know, I'm going to buckle down and just work through this. Cause I know I already have basically my own version of all-star break, uh, coming up. So no, it wasn't really much of a break. Just, uh, oh. just been working. You know, I, I stopped back in for the family reunion, uh, I did turn around and have to drive back to work the next morning. Let's just say that driving to work, uh, I ended up stopped at a uh, parking lot carpool a lot for about 10 minutes. If you know what I mean, had to take a little pit stop um, <laughs> on the way up, but felt a lot better after that. Yeah. Uh, but the game ended up being postponed anyway on Sunday. So it worked out perfectly, um, right. but yeah, no, no, I've been working all the way through it. You know, we just get getting geared up for our family reunion coming up next weekend.
2: Yeah. It's going to be fun. And we're going to do our official weigh in Monday. I, uh, I think I'll be in contention. I don't know if I'll win, but uh, I will at least be knocking on the door. And, and like we've talked about before, hopefully can keep the, the change in lifestyle and change in eating habits and, you know, not go off it too much, you know, as the future goes forward. Because I'd still like to get down another no. at least 10, 15 pounds and then have that be my run and wait, you know. When what I mean? is
1: uh, the weigh-in officially happening? Is it Friday night? For no, Thursday night?
2: no. The way we set it up, it's kind of it's going to be kind of cool. We are we are weighing in Monday, which happens to be your dad's birthday. But we're weighing in, and we're all sending the ones that are in contention anyway that thinks they might win. We'll send our uh, weight percentage to your dad, and then. Uh, If 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 the person is deemed the winner or second place, they got to have the photographic evidence of standing on the scale at weigh in and at weigh out. So, so there's five hundred bucks on the line, man. You, I, yeah.
1: If I, I'm not gonna lie. If I was in this competition, I felt like I had a chance. I'm. Putting a GoPro in the corner of your bathroom to make sure you're not. <laughs> there's something about, there's something I would not trust you in this competition. Oh, just I me. Like huh? as as, <laughs> I feel like as soon as money comes around, you kind of like you turn into a, like you're the Hulk or something. Oh, like, no. Brain.
2: That's terrible, young nephew. I, I will say this if I don't win, I, I'm going to be happy either way just because I lost weight. But if I don't win, I hope it's one of the young people that wins and that could really use the money if you know right. what I'm saying oh so. yeah
3: no that, that's a that's a solid chunk of change that you're not just going to want to mess around you've put the work in too so Absolutely. there's a little bit of a, an honor code to it right but it's
2: on a, yeah there's definitely honor there and Jared I can assure you if I need to get a Bible out I'm not going to cheat so <laughs> 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 all right
1: yeah, competition, so I'll take a word for it but I'm just saying I, I'm just instinctually I would be, my, my hairs would be sticking out on the back of my neck uh, with this weighing coming in all, all from remote locations.
2: Well, I'm just glad that you're not a part of it now. I can tell you that much throwing stones like that. I would have won that damn thing. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's get, uh, let's take a little short break. And again, uh, we are so happy to have SkyMint on board as one of our uh, corporate sponsors. We'll tell you more about that as the show goes along, but uh, we'll be back. Talk a little baseball, the Tigers didn't have a very good end of the first half of the season. We got some all-star news to get into. Miggy got in the game and there, Soto got in the game. There were some things that people are talking about today. We'll be right back right after this.
3: Memorial Healthcare has served the community for over a century and is committed to being your healthcare partner. The main campus is located in Owasso at 826 West King Street with additional locations in seven counties throughout mid-Michigan. Services at Memorial Healthcare are provided by people who truly care about their patients, who take pride in making a difference in the life and health of the patients they serve through all phases of life. With a medical staff of over 200 and nearly 1,500 employees, Memorial Healthcare is proudly recognized as the largest employer in Shiawassee County. Whether it's life-saving emergency room care, bringing a baby into the world, or an annual physical, See what Memorial Healthcare has to offer at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273.
2: Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chessonine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankered Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or stop into the store in downtown Owasso. All right, let me start first, guys, just before we get to the All-Star chatter. uh, The Tigers just... Completely embarrassed themselves 10 to nothing. the last game. Thank God, like you mentioned, they had the rain out on Sunday. I don't know if it, it was good for them to regroup or not. And then also they decided to spe- send uh, Spencer Torkelson back down to A to try and work on a few things. You know, you hate to see a guy struggle when he's brought up and not make it over 200, but maybe he can work out some kinks in his game. Uh, I guess the big story as far as the Tigers go is, their general manager Al Avila is not a big popular f- person with Tiger fans right now. And, you know, I mean, with some justification, they're just not performing.
3: Well, there's just a laundry list of bad trades that he's made or even hel- holding on to guys for too long, held on to Matt Boyd too long, held on to Michael Fulmer too long. Um, got absolutely nothing in return for Justin Verlander, and Verlander's still one of the best pitchers in the game. Um, I mean, I, I, see people bagging on him for the contract that they gave Miggy at the time you had to give him that contract. I mean, if you were going to keep him, that's what you had to pay him. So I don't really, I don't really care about that. It's just, we're in year seven of this rebuild and we were so used to, I mean, basically all of Jared's life for the most part until recently, the Tigers were in contention. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't make the playoffs every year. They missed it a couple times, but they were always like there in contention and, this last seven years has been brutal, even this year, because, yeah, like you mentioned Torkelson, he was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be or at least one of the guys. Casey Mize hasn't really panned out, mainly because of injuries. And it's just all of this, the bad drafts, the bad trades, the bad signings. I mean, it's kind of like, why, why are they keeping this guy around? What what has he done to prove that that he can win? And it's disappointing.
1: It's easy for me to just pile on. I just – man, the team – what can he do with these injuries? Right. Uh, and, and, it's and yeah, I the draft, that's this, that's that. Justin Verlander, I don't know how the hell he's still pitching. God, he's pitching like best pitcher in the MLB still. I, I don't yeah. know where this, this came from. Freaking second half of his career has just been incredible. I didn't see it coming at all. But I, it's just the team is so plagued by injury. I don't think you can really – you can fault him for this Eduardo Rodriguez signing. He's got personal matters he's dealing with. I mean – he was pitching pretty well when he was on the team. So I don't think you can totally write that off as a bad sign. I feel like the Javier Baez, that was a controversial signing at the time. I think he's really found his, his rhythm here in the second part of this season. So I, I think that was a good signing. Um the, the pitching staff, they're so depleted with injury. I mean, we forget we have Spencer Turnbull on the roster, just threw a no-hitter last season and then injured like about a week later. Uh, You know, like I said, Casey Mize is out. I mean, it, it's and people are faulting him. They're faulting Hinch. It's like – this team is, they're just, they're still plagued with injury, and it's easy to forget that when you have these young guys who are kind of stepping up and showing that they have some talent, like a Bo Brisky and guys like that, but I just don't think you can forget how plagued with injury this this team is, and if you want to fall to Avila, and sometimes it's just kind of the way it is where if you don't immediately show results, they're going to can you, and I guess that kind of is what it is at this point, but I don't I don't look at his tenure as a complete failure. I just think it's been partially, you know, some failures here, some failures there, but also just some bad luck.
2: Yeah. And I don't like living in the past either. And and I'll, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. I mean, when you think about what they had, you know, when they had Verlander, they had Scherzer, they had the other pitchers that they had, they had JD Martinez. I mean, Castellano, he went on to play well. I mean, that's a little bit of a problem with baseball right. that these players become so good that they deserve the money that they, they can get out there. But unfortunately for us in the Tigers area, you know, kind of a small medium market, it's not like New York or LA, you know, these players can go to those markets and get that kind of money and the owners don't care. They pay it. They pay whatever the luxury tax is and and they're knocking on the, World Series door every year. Tigers are in a bad situation, you know, and they had that core there that it's, it's, and we've talked about it before, you know, starting in 2006, when they signed Pudge Rodriguez, they became a legitimate franchise. And for 10 year period, 10, 12 years, like you said, Matt, they may not have made the playoffs every single year, but they were a team to reckon with all those years, you know, and that's, it's not uh, the general manager's fault necessarily. I mean that co- that goes to ownership. You know, you start with Mike Illich and now his family, and you know, I'm not smart enough to know how to make it all work. But it seems like that's where the Tigers are at a disadvantage.
3: <clears throat> yeah, something's missing. I, you know, I still think I think most people would agree that AJ Hinch is still one of the better managers yeah. in the league. And like you said, Jared, I mean, all the injuries that they've had this year, it's just it's almost like they're snake bitten, but I, I, it's it's almost like the track record. I think Avila has been there since 2002 or something. So like he's, he obviously was there through the good years, but this rebuild has been,
0: Terrible. I mean, a
3: rebuild is not supposed to take seven years. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, even if this, this team is just riddled with injuries, that's fair, but this is year seven. So it's almost like, where's the depth? You know, like if, if you do get hit with injuries, there should be some depth. A lot of teams get injuries, and they don't just fall off the tracks because of a couple of injuries. So, well, here's a comparison
2: you know. for you. Look at the Orioles. You know, right. they've rattled off 11, 10 or 11 wins in a row. They're 500 going into the second half of the season, and they were right where the Tigers were starting their rebuild.
3: Yeah. Or think about the Rays. The Rays right. always trade dudes away or do whatever, and they're always making the playoffs with like a tiny little payroll. They're paying no one in making mm-hmm. the playoffs. And some of these other teams, the Mariners are now probably going to make a run at the playoffs. So it's like that that's where it's getting disappointing because, like you said, you had these trade pieces. You had a Verlander that you could have got some legit prospects. And the other thing is, too, baseball prospects, to an extent, you have no idea how some of these yeah, guys right. are going to pan out. Even if you think Spencer Torkelson's a no-brainer, number one what? draft pick, what? you never know.
1: And he was. That's like why it's just like, man, sometimes you – and he's still young. Yeah, uh, right. i mean he's i will say it. this man riley green nailed that one i mean we already yeah. know that uh so I, I guess we can't fault him for that too much the verlander trade i wasn't following baseball too closely at the time i can't really speak on that i mean it's pretty clear that we got swindled in that one <laughs> the Austin meadows trade this year i remember at the time thinking we swindled the rays
3: right yeah
1: and you know it's just meadows has vertigo meadows has covid meadows just he just hasn't been able to he's been starting. he pulled like achilles injuries and in both his achilles it's like People, I mean, who else do you have to point to other than him to see that this team has just been snake bitten this year? Right. And growing, living in Detroit now, I listen to the Detroit radio talk, and man, it's negative Tigers every right. single day. I didn't realize that. You know, growing up, you don't ever really hear about them. Uh, but I, I don't think we people are saying like, oh, we got to restart the rebuild. I'm not that far. I, I don't know how you can say that. I, I, I think we're this starting rotation being healthy, the bullpen showing that they're damn good. I think we have some hitters give Torgelson and Green another year to develop, and I think we get one more solid bat in the lineup. Uh, and I think it's still a good team that just needs to have the momentum go their way. I feel like baseball is such a momentum, having fun, you know, loving coming to the park every day type mm-hmm. sport. And I just think once you get losing off the right off the rip, how they were and how high the expectations were uh, unfairly, and we admitted that at a time. Like, why are we thinking this seems like in a world to win a World Series out of the right. blue? And you mix all those things in, it's just a season from hell. And I really do think next year this, the expectations will be low and they will come through and be a damn good team. I, I don't know if they'll you know, win, compete for a World Series, but I do think they'll be above 500. And the team that we expected this season, we'll see, we will see them next year. Whether is there to see it through or not, uh, that's the decision for the management to make. But I don't think it's a, a deal breaker if he's back or if he's not, whether or not this team will be successful in the next few years.
2: Well, we no, hope you right. hope like
3: Yeah, I hope like hell that they don't blow it up and rebuild again because who knows when, how long that's going to take. Because, you know, you you probably could, guys like Torkelson, Green, Scooble, Mize, some of these other pitchers, you probably could get some pretty good prospects and players for those. You know, there's probably a lot of teams who would trade – to add those guys to their current roster, you know, think about the Red Sox, Yankees, Mets, you know, Mariners. If you could add a Riley green that could maybe put them over the top type of thing. But so, you know, I, I hope they don't that. I hope they just, you know, get healthy first of yeah. all. And then, yeah, they've got to add some more veteran players, some solid veteran players that you maybe thought in Austin Meadows was going to be. Um, you got to hope that Javier Baez, just kind of turns things around because he's here for a while. I mean, they paid him. He's he's the shortstop for at least, you know, four or five years. Mm-hmm. So you hope that he can turn it around. And then the big thing, they need an ace. They need Casey Mize or they need Scooble to finally come into his own. They need somebody, Matt Manning, to get healthy. They need a legitimate ace because you look at every good team. Whenever the Tigers were good, they had David Price, Verlander, or even Porcello was like the number yeah. four pitcher. Annabelle Sanchez was the number five pitcher, and he would have been a number one or two on a bunch of other teams. So they need consistency. The bullpen is finally good. I mean, we we all remember, Ted, especially the bullpen through those years we talked about was always the issue. The bullpen mm-hmm. was always the issue. Now we have a good bullpen. Everything else is falling apart, though.
2: So. Yeah. yeah, the closer always made you nervous in those <laughs> years. That's for sure. Who, whoever it was, you know, they rotated a few through there. What's yeah, that? Yeah, I, I think all re-
1: I, dude, it drives me insane. I swear, every reliever, every bullpen guy, every closer, it's a given. They're going to walk that first <laughs> goddamn. It's a given every time, and it infuriates me so much.
3: Ted, you definitely remember the Todd Jones days. Oh yeah, uh, Todd yeah, Jones absolutely. was like solid, but oh my! I mean, there was a reason they called him Roller Coaster Jones because it was like there was never just a clean one, two, three. No, yeah, like you said, Jared, it was always walk a guy guy hits a double and you're sitting there sweating Yeah, with
1: first or third and then you, then he'll get a few outs. Uh, yeah. One guy we'll throw out there, man. And he is, I'm not, I'm late to the party on this, but he is going to be a stud Alex Lang. He's a, he's a bullpen guy. They always bring him out in the highest of leverage situations. He's got some nasty stuff. I mean, I, it takes a lot for me to kind of, you know, be whoa, like uh, to some of his pitches, but he's got some crazy movement and he rocks the turtleneck, which, I tell you what, I, he rocks it. And I'm like, man, that is a damn good look. I, like that's something good I kind of I would have brought out back in the day. Uh, I, bet, was, I bet
3: Ted. Uh, Ted probably rocked the turtleneck back in his
2: fast pitch softball days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely.
1: But I'm <laughs> telling, just keep an eye on him. I think he's going to be an all star, maybe even a closer uh, coming in the next few years. Yeah. He, whenever he comes in, he balls out.
3: He was maybe going to make the all star game, and I mean, yeah. speaking of, we we haven't mentioned him, Soto, you know, one of the relievers who did make the all star game for the Tigers. I mean. So there are pieces there, and I've seen some people say that, that it's time to start the rebuild over. And it's like, I get that they're terrible this year, but no, <laughs> let's not start the
2: rebuild over. Like, well, what are we talking about? Just go well, make
1: one big trade, one big hitter, right. one big big time yeah. player.
2: Yeah, and I don't, feel like we're there. Don't break them up. I agree with you. And, yeah, and I also agree with Jared, your statement about the – Closer coming in and walking the first guy. I mean, Soto's he's had a good year, but he he tends to do that. He did that in the all star game last yeah. night, but he got away with it. And, and speaking of the all star game, let's talk that a little bit. Uh, you know, Soto, the Tiger rep, uh, officially, and then uh, Cabrera made it as the legend that he is. But a lot of a lot of stuff on social media today about Cabrera. They happened to have Big Poppy do his little shtick thing, and we didn't even see Cabrera bat. That was weird. I mean, we, we saw his ground out. They well, they that cut
3: it. they cut to him right when he swung, hit it, ground out, done. And in the version
1: I saw, they didn't even have that. So I don't oh, even really? I yeah, I mean no, it, it was bizarre. It and Matt, you know that's working on TV, just I, I actually I actually went and like asked my producer, one of my producers about it, like kind of get his opinion, like what would you have done in this situation? So basically to lay the lay it out, basically top of the fifth inning, Shohei Otani was supposed to be up for his third time. Next yeah, thing yeah. you know, I'm, i I can just picture it in the in the work truck. Next thing you know, uh, pinch hitter Miguel Cabrera is is in, and and that seemed like a segment that they probably had planned. You know, no matter what, we're gonna do this top of the fifth inning. We're gonna do this whole big poppy man on the street type dugout interview, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it just so happened that it was Miguel Cabrera was the one that um, happened to be in the batter's box for it. I will say, I didn't know it didn't, and this is just a complaint we've always had about Miguel Cabrera. Man, it wasn't really much of a national outcry. The fact that we missed no. his at bat, it was a Detroit outcry. Well, yeah. Uh, which is I think maybe that's, the most telling thing.
3: Right. I think that's the story with everything with Miguel Cabrera. I mean, even when he gets his 3,000th and his 500, 600 home runs, his he's the last guy to hit a triple crown. You know, you don't really hear about it much. If, if he was doing everything he's doing for the Tigers with the Red Sox or with the Yankees, he'd be up there with a Derek Jeter. You know, people would be looking at this guy like he's the greatest player ever. And yeah, you know, people who are like baseball junkies give him his credit. And I think that's part of why there wasn't that national outcry because people are like, oh, yeah, Miguel Cabrera, you know, you know, yeah, cool. He's in the all-star game just as a legend. And, you know, it's a shame because he's not going to retire. You know, Pujols was there because this is his last year. So, you yeah, know, they were giving him his him love and, you know, he's done. M- Miggy has said he's going to play, you know, out his contract anyway anyway. Probably not going to make another All Star game unless in his final year they do the same thing which and bring him back.
1: I, which that but, was what I would think they. I think if he, you know, if he makes it pretty clear, like a pools that, hey, this is my last year, hmm. I, it wouldn't make sense to me. Why would they have Miguel Cabrera be a legacy this year and then in his final season not bring him back? So in that sense, I feel like Fox is let off the hook. Where it's like, you know, he's probably still going to have his moment to shine next year, and he also luckily, you no, know, he grounded out. Imagine right. if that's a home run. Imagine if that's a you know a double or something like that's right. probably a little bit bigger of a deal. But the fact that it was just another routine out, right. I can see why there's maybe not the national outcry. But it, it is a funny situation, and I just I love to picture that truck. I I do think there might have been some panic when that happened, but I think that's one of those things you just they just kind of were like we're gonna we gotta roll with it. We don't. We well, really gotta
3: up. roll with it because they probably had so many paid sponsored elements they had to run i mean this stuff is all planned out like people who haven't like worked in tv or whatever maybe don't like all this stuff is planned out breaks promos you know when they do that whole um stand up for cancer thing you know mastercard that's planned all of this stuff is planned out so like you said jared i bet the big poppy thing it was top of the fifth and that's when it's happening and if you adjust that then you're messing up all your other breaks and promos and everything else so it was kind of like we got to roll with it, and hopefully, yeah. If he hits a home run, you know, we'll kind of adjust on the fly. But
2: right. Well, let me ask you this: little inside baseball uh, TV producing for you guys. You're both in the industry. What? How hard would it have been to do a split screen?
1: Well, they did do a split screen later uh, for the next batter. Well, uh, I mean, right. I, guess, I don't think Mickey's at bat was more than a few pitches. So I, I'm guessing right. they it might have been the first pitch.
3: Enough. Yeah, he, it he it might, might have been. hit that first pitch.
1: Yeah, so it's just kind of like, well, damn, I mean, they probably plan on, we're going to miss a pitch, maybe two pitches, and that's kind of the the delicate balance with an event like that, you know, how much of it is covering the game, how much of it is, like, let's just make a cool event out of this, and I do think it was kind of cool seeing Poppy go throughout the dugout, Uh, and... and, and It
3: was a little weird, (laughs) it was almost kind of awkward. (laughs)
1: I, it was yeah. I mean, it is kind of it is what it is. At that the players are all kind of weirded out by it, right? Um, because he was
3: he was trying to ask like some actual questions, but then he was also <laughs> trying to be like goofy. So it was kind of yeah. like, what is this supposed to be funny or are you trying to actually interview people?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're what, big
3: poppy, so you're trying to have fun, and then I'm pissed off because I didn't didn't get to see Miguel Cabrera's at bat. So I right. was like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and I mean, think about this from a national perspective of all the players in that game: Shohei, Juan Soto. Um, you know, name the all-star down the list. If there's a guy that I'm going to miss his at-bat, it's probably Miguel Cabrera. If, if I had to be honest, if I'm watching this from a national perspective, who do I really not care to see his at-bat, maybe as much as these other guys, it's probably Miguel Cabrera.
2: Well, wow. here's the hated. thing. You're
1: it's He's a legend. You know, he's having a good year, but it's like he's not retiring. He's, he's not pools. It, It's it, it just is. You know, he's going to have that moment next
2: year. Well, listen, you know, I know they're trying to do the whole entertainment thing, but listen, this is, this is one of their real marquee events nationally, the all-star game. They, you know, they bring out all the production. I could have cared less about big poppy going in the dugout right. and doing that stupid stick. You should never miss one pitch to a player that's earned his way to the all-star well, game. That's, I mean, that's the old school in me, not yeah. one pitch. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: kind of the big no-no. If you miss a pitch, like coming out of a commercial break or, uh, you know, getting laid out of a replay, that's like that's the type of stuff that gets you reamed.
2: Right. So yeah.
1: that's what's kind of like, that's what makes you think. It's just this was a asserted choice. that We're not so much worried about the game. We're worried about putting on an entertaining yeah. uh, thing for people at home. And that, that is why I'm kind of surprised that it was not a split screen. But like I said, I think Miguel Cabrera's at-bat was so quick yeah. that it just kind of was what it was. Now, and some the split
3: positive... screens thing too, the, the split screens, I mean, I'm sure they – You know, you you, you kind of pre-produce this stuff before the game and get it ready, Mm -hmm. but you do kind of have to – you can't just, like, do it on the fly. You do kind of have to be prepared for it. So I do wonder if during the commercial break they were even talking about doing a split screen. Maybe if he got into four, five, six pitches in his at-bat, they would have. But, right, he he got up there, swung, ground out. They were probably, like – Shit, cut to it.
2: Oh, all right. Back to Poppy. Yeah, and exactly. Well, well, we well don't they? <laughs> don't they have don't they talk about stuff like that in a production meeting? Let's say they're they're right. going, yeah, fifth inning, we're gonna have Poppy go down here and interview the players. I, Why I, wouldn't yeah, they yeah. bring it up right then and say, hey, we're gonna go to a split screen if there's well because a it's like
1: I I think they're oh they they made the conscious choice, we're okay with missing a pitch or two. Which is a dumb choice. Have those people. Right. I don't think it really was. I mean, we really think about it. What I did disagree. you mean? So we, it's a round out. And yeah. you know, the moment that, that would have been cool is the, you know, the announcing Miguel Cabrera and the crowd cheering and all yeah. that. Like, right. Dude, it, it, people are overreacting to that. I mean, it's a little bit of, I, I, you guys are calling me a hater. I think I'm more of a realist, man. It, this isn't this isn't like we missed <laughs> Babe Ruth up at the flight Miguel Cabrera's a legend. Best player I've ever seen uh, wear a Tigers uniform. My favorite Tiger ever. So the fact that I'm saying this should mean something to you, fellas. It, he, it is what it is. They missed it. It's they, you shouldn't keep you up at night. Shouldn't have you running to Twitter to bitch about how they're disrespectful. This, that dude, it's an all-star game. Get over it. They disrespected All right.
2: him. Now some positive things. <laughs> it's kind of neat that, uh, you know, taking over for Joe Buck is now Joe Davis out of Potterville, Michigan. And what? then Potterville, Michigan, oh. believe it or not. Is he really? Yeah. Wow, I
1: did not yeah. know that. Joe da- He's a Dodgers broadcaster. He's correct? a
2: Dodgers broadcaster. And yeah. here he is just down the road from John Smoltz out of Lansing, of course, Lansing Waverly. I mean, I thought uh, Davis did a great job. I mean, you know, he didn't seem nervous at all. He's a young pro. I I think he's in his 20s, I think.
3: He's He's young, for sure. No, it was good. And I I did think about that, I don't know, a couple innings in. I was like, oh, yeah, this would be Joe Buck. But this guy's doing pretty good. And I I saw at some point, I I think I saw some people on Twitter talking about where he was from. It's a cool connection.
2: Yeah, it's oh, unbelievable. Potterville, Michigan. Potterville, little, little teeny town. Potterville, you know, Michigan. We like
1: to act like we're so freaking awesome at Corona, man. <laughs> Every other school has a cooler alum than us, man. I mean, what our best one's Tony and East. Yeah, he's awesome, good coach. But I mean, <laughs> probably Joe Davis is pretty freaking cool, man. He's a massive yeah. figure.
2: Throwing local stones tonight, Jared. I love. I mean, it. I'm
1: just I mean, where we are. I mean, really think about it. I mean, you got from Brad Van Pelt to Wasso, even Potterville's got you know a cooler <laughs> alum than us.
2: Good point. I will say this too. It was cool to see the game at Dodger stadium. You know, I always forget. And and on my California trip with the family, got a chance to look at it and go actually inside. It's a beautiful stadium. And I didn't realize, or at least I'd heard it before, but forgot. It's the third oldest stadium in major league baseball behind Wrigley and Fenway. It's a, it's a pretty cool, cool setup they have there at Dodger stadium.
3: Yeah, they, I know they've done a few little renovate, renovations or whatever, but that's another one. I hope they don't change it, I, especially at yeah. being L.A. and, you know, them building these big, huge mega stadiums, like outside of the city. Dodger Stadium should always just be Dodger Stadium, right where it's at. Same with Wrigley Field. Don't ever change it. You know, you already put in the huge scoreboard that changes the look. You know, it's a little different, but mm-hmm. don't move it. Keep it, you know, keep it the way it's supposed to be.
1: Great backdrop.
2: Yeah. Oh, no question. And what a beautiful field. They had that in, in – pristine shape i mean and the other thing you guys might be surprised i wasn't overly disappointed with the the different uniforms between the american and national league i still like it when they wear their uniforms of their team but i gotta admit that uh, the uniforms last night were probably the best alternates in an all-star game i've seen i mean i liked them
3: I thought they were slick, especially the American League ones—the black with the gold letters. I thought yeah. maybe it's maybe it's because I'm a Corona guy. You know, the black right. and gold, Dude, but I,
1: white and gold, like the New Orleans Saints. It's maybe the best color scheme. I don't think we're cool. we're biased in saying that. I mean, it's just a uh, mm-hmm. wow. It's like royalty. It's like color of royalty. It's awesome. Right. No, they, they look cool. cool. Yeah, I liked them too. I see what you're saying with the with the, the them wearing their own jerseys, but it's like, man, they wear them every freaking game. I mean, yeah. like, how about a game where they don't wear them? And right. let's just appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm part
3: not, of it, I think you mentioned it last year, Ted, like part of it is like if there's some guys you don't know, at least they'd be wearing like their Rockies jersey yeah. or the Cardinals or whatever. So you could kind of put that together. But I, I like the alternate same with the NBA all-star game. I, you know, it, it was cool when they would wear their home in a ways. I like, I like the alternate. It's like one game, do mm-hmm. something crazy, do something cool with the uniforms for one game. It's okay.
2: How cool was the, uh, having the pitcher and catcher Mike periodically? I that- loved it. That was awesome,
3: I thought it was really cool. And, you know, get to hear, I mean they're obviously playing it up for TV a little bit. Um, I just thought it was interesting hearing their dialogue yeah. and hearing them talk back and forth, and then they even ask some questions about like their hometowns right and stuff like that. like it's just that's the kind of stuff they're never gonna do that like in real games, no. but um, that's the kind of stuff that I think baseball needs. like show show like the pitcher, Cortez from the Yankees. you got to see his personality, you know, you got to see like this dude. he's kind of like, a little bit of a character, you know, yeah. without, without that segment, you wouldn't even know it. You know, he yeah. does the kind of crazy pitches, but
1: and, and Alex Manoa, man. Uh, I didn't really know who I'm honestly, I didn't know who this guy was uh, until I saw this mic'd up segment of him pitching. Uh, and he was a three. He went one, two, three, three strikeouts. He was a character the whole game. Even when Big Poppy was asking him uh, in the <laughs> dugout, "Hey, what would you? How would you pitch to me?" He was giving him a great answer, and then Big Poppy just like walked away. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's maybe why Big Poppy was a better baseball player than uh, interviewer. Uh, right. But no, he was. A, that was the he stole the show in my opinion. First, yeah. day, he was lighting it up, uh, giving the announcers everything they 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 wanted, uh, and just balling out while he was doing it. So that was awesome.
2: Was he the one that said to Smolty, "Hey, what do you want me to throw this pitch?" And he says, "Give yeah. him a slider outside." I mean, that yeah. was that was really cool.
3: Yeah. yeah, it is cool, and that's what an All Star Game should be. Like you know, yeah, you, you want to win or whatever, but have some fun with it. You know, like it was cool when Judge and Stanton were miked up at the same yeah. time in the outfield. Right. You know, stuff like that. It is cool. Did
1: Judge, and you guys. Stanton, I, I mean, Ted. This is maybe a question directed at you. What a what a duo. Uh, they're they're built like Greek goddesses or not goddesses, but Greek gods.
0: <laughs> That's a bit of a funny
1: mess up, but, I mean it's funny looking at them compared to you know the guy the a dubs you had out in the outfield back in the day. I mean, they are looking like they're playing a different sport.
2: Oh yeah. I didn't realize Stanton was as big as he was, and you know, Judge is huge too. I mean it's With it's amazing. Stanton.
3: The way Stanton hits the ball is like porn for baseball junkies because, yeah. you know, you're, you're taught your whole life, you know, to step in the bucket, and a lot of your power comes from your legs. Yep. This dude is just all upper body. He's obviously probably got super strong legs, too. But and the nice. way he hit that home run, the way he turns on the ball so quickly, I, I could just watch his home runs over and over. Just all upper body, and it's just like a Absolutely. rocket there, the left there
1: is field. Always, I mean, we saw this with Prince Fielder and Miguel Cabrera. Having like two home run bombers like right back to back in the lineup, it's it's the coolest thing you can have in baseball. I, I don't yeah. care if they're horrible at everything else. Give me two home run hitters that you know. Give them some funny nickname like the Bash Brothers or something like that. I mean, we saw what back what was Aguire and Conseco back Conseco, in the day. Yep. Aguirre and
2: Conseco, it's, yep.
1: It's the coolest thing you've ever that baseball's ever seen.
2: Mantle and Maris yeah. too.
3: I was gonna say Mantle and Maris. That that's what that's Ted's generation.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, this is about as much baseball as we've talked in a while, fellas. It's all good. I got one other thing before we move on to potpourri and, and maybe a Tedertainment or two. Um, it's, this has been bugging me. You know, Pete Rose. Okay. We've had this conversation before about whether he belongs in the Hall of Fame. And, it, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because of betting on baseball as a manager. But baseball seems to be real high and mighty in, until it comes to money. And I notice even on Valley Sports Broadcast, Jared, they have, you know, here's the spread for the game. Here's the over-under on home runs. You know, they're talking about betting on that specific game. And is it time maybe now to just say, hey, Rose deserves to be in it. Let's put him in there. Forget the lifetime ban.
1: I'd love to, you know get into this damn conversation for what feels like the 30th time with you. It's, it's not time for him to be in. It's time for this conversation to die. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. Nothing's going to change. They're not just gonna wake up one day and say, "Hey, this, this thing we've stood against for the last 50 years. now we're just we're, we're forgetting about it. You're in now.
2: But well, you're it's, missing my point, though is, that, that ba- it, baseball's you know, embracing legalized betting now on their games. That's my point. Right. That's why I think the timing of this is why I brought it up again. I mean, you know, they're embracing all these betting sites out there and talking about it on the broadcast.
3: It's kind of the same as and, you know, we talked about our new partner SkyMint. It's kind of the same as now that marijuana is legal in a lot of states. That's what people are bringing up. Well, what about these people who went to jail a year or two ago for just having, you know, a couple of joints on them when they got pulled over for a traffic stop? Should they, should they their sentences be lessened now that this stuff is legal? You know, it's kind of along those same lines uh-huh. because it was a big deal for sports in, like, ESPN, Valley Sports and all these networks and just the sports to embrace gambling because, mm-hmm. you know, that it was such, like, a hush-hush thing. You used to not, like, talk about gambling on sports. Right. Now it's just legal. It's normal. I mean, you guys could walk into Rivals or, you know, wherever in Corona, Wausau, place bets, go downtown Detroit and place bets, and it is – Middle, middle middleman Matt here again. I agree with both of you, Ted. Yes. Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame partly because now gambling is legalized. Also partly because get the hell over it. He's one of the best players (laughs) ever. Like he should be in the hall of fame. I also agree with Jared. I doubt like one day baseball is just going to wake up and be like, yeah, you know what? This is the day. This Mm -hmm. is the day. I I feel like they've dug their heels in. I don't think he's ever getting it.
1: Here's, Here's also the thing we're forgetting. He was betting on his own games. Uh, yeah, something doesn't seem right. To about win, that at opinion. least to
2: win. To win is oh, everything and it's funny
1: how he's always said that, dude. Well. He clearly had a problem. You think he drew the line, uh, right there? No, dude, he probably saw his team sucked a few nights, and definitely probably threw a, a buck or two on them losing. Well, uh, it's funny that people just take that as face value. Oh, he never bet on him. He never bet to
2: lose. Well, he never was he proven did. to. Let's put that's it that way. Did. They never uh, proved it. It, i
1: just
3: it, i mean it was that. as a manager i think it changes a little bit it was when he was a manager i mean right. yeah you could like make some moves to hurt your team but it wasn't when he was a player it's not like he was you know dogging it out there I, I don't think that's ever in question i also always think too like do we really think pete rose is the only guy who ever did this you know like he's the one that got caught you know right. I, I doubt well, that he's I mean, the only yeah. one
1: it is what it is. He got caught. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be there grandstanding saying, he, I think he probably should be in, or at least maybe make a distinction. He's in only as a player. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, you start doing stuff like that and it's, I don't blame the MLB. I mean, you gotta take a stand somewhere. And I guess that's the Very one place cool. that they could really make a stand was just keeping him out of the hall of fame. So I don't blame them. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. That's, you know, where I stand on that at this point, you know, and you talked about, uh, we'll move on to our last spot here in a minute but. Uh, talked about the people that were busted for marijuana back in the days, you know, guys like Tim Allen, he spent prison time for, for marijuana. Uh, you know, a, a guy I know in our area, just a really great guy, but he got popped by the cops and spent some time in prison and it screwed up his marriage and everything else. So it's good now that we have legalized places like SkyMint, Mint, uh, Sky Mint Brands. I mean, as, as we mentioned, guys, before we go to our other break, We're glad to have them on board. They're Michigan's leader in the cannabis industry. I mean, think about if you're just out to a wedding or out to an event, you can check out their many locations, including Detroit, Ann Arbor, Corona now that we've talked about. And they're all really, really nice facilities. Lansing, Flint, Saginaw, Grand Rapids.
1: I've actually noticed a big trend coming around. Not only do they have the open bar, I've seen a lot of weddings, you know, with TikTok, Instagram, where they'll put out, you know, 20 J's in in a bowl. Really? Uh, for people to grab. Yeah. Almost like an open, yeah. open, uh, like smoke such, I guess. Same thing away a way an open bar would have. Well, what I mean, the it's, needs-
3: it's one of those things like, why, why shouldn't it be like that? You know, why is there still this such a negative stigma around smoking marijuana It's because of those 20, 30 years where it was talked about as like a gateway drug and you know, you're a stoner, or, you know, whatever, you're a pothead if you smoke. Cause it is funny. Why would there be an open bar where you can literally walk up and just start ripping shots shot shot <laughs> right. shot 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 and but it's not okay to just go like take a one hitter and you take know then you know go sit back and have fun with your friends like it's why why is it like that so hopefully you know that that, that kind of stuff changes a little bit and it yeah. is it is starting to
2: change puts you in a great frame of mind i'll tell you one thing and it's been talked about before you don't see any of these uh these these uh mass shooters that are all high on pot, you know, it's, they might be liquored up or they might be on meth or something, but if you're, if they're sitting there smoking a dube, they're not in any mood to go get violent. They're, you know, yeah. they're in the mood to have a good time and laugh. And that's yeah. what it's all yeah. about. So if you're over 21, stop in at any of their stores and what's really cool too, for convenience, you can place an order online. Yeah. You can uh, have curbside pickup and you can check out what Sky Mint's all about at skymint.com. So we're glad to have them on board. We'll be back and wrap up the program with a few this and that's right after this. Success Group
3: Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380.
1: That's
4: 989-720-4380. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. The Wash of Owasso is excited to welcome you to their new and state-of-the-art full-service laundromat, conveniently located at 809 West Main Street in historic West Town Owasso. They're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for the coin laundry, or you can drop off your laundry for wash and fold service Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. Too busy to stop in? No problem, as The Wash of Owasso will pick up your laundry right at your door and will deliver it back to you the next day. Go online to thewashofowasso.com. That's The Wash of Owasso. Com to view pricing or call 989-472-3322 and schedule your pickup. As a special three-point podcast bonus, enter code 3PP, that's the number three, and two Ps at checkout for 10% off your first order. The three-point podcast team welcomes the wash of Owasso to our team.
1: Take off to Entertainment. I know it's usually your big segment, Ted, but I got a good one this week. And, it, and it's an old one, but it's a good one. I, I don't know if you guys have heard much about this show. I, I'm sure you've heard about it. It's 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 a show unlike any I've ever seen, man. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> we recently got into it from my girlfriend. She loved it. Watched the whole uh, five seasons in the matter of a, a couple weeks or something like that. And we've already made it to season two now. And I tell you what, it's a show that it keeps you up at night. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 one of those things that you, you watch and you're like, there's no way this could happen. You know, this isn't realistic. But then you kind of really think about Man, this just happened in the 1940s uh, in Nazi Germany. So basically, I'll just give a little teaser to the show uh, and then people can watch it and hopefully send us some reviews of it, because I know you'll love it if you watch it. Basically, it's set in, you know, the near distant future, uh, like nuclear holocaust of some sort, pollution, that whole sort of thing has really kind of upturned the United States. And it's set in Boston. Uh, and basically, the, what it is, is a handmaid, uh, and the title is Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid is basically a woman who can still have children. Because of the pollution, because of the, you know, radiation and everything, it's very rare that ch- that people can have children. And basically, you know, United, the United States and the entire world has, what, 100 years to kind of figure this problem out, or they're going to be extinct. So basically, what they've done is if you can have children, you have basically become uh, like a sex slave, really, for basically where your only role is to just keep having as many children as you can. And the people that have children with you are basically this new regime, this rebellion's version of like senators. And it's just messed up. They, they're treated terribly. There's violence. There's uh, obviously they, have, they basically have no rights. They're treated to the low of the low. They have no freedom whatsoever. They don't even have their name anymore. It, it, it's just terrifying and, and especially with this given, you know, with the, the latest, you know, things that are happening in the news, it kind of makes it hit a little bit more close to home with the kind of the lack of rights that maybe you know, women still deal with today, but it, it's just uh, it's a real mind effort. And it's one of those that I can't watch more than maybe one episode at a time, or it's like, it just unnerves me and I can't exactly. sleep. I, I really will not be able to sleep after watching one of these episodes. You know, they're great, but man, it's just, it's a, it's one that'll creep you right out.
3: No, it, yeah, we're we're caught up. the The new season I know just dropped, and we um, or well, it it, it comes out weekly. that The episodes do, but so we're gonna wait to get going on this season, so we can knock out like a few episodes in a row or whatever. But no, we've we've been waiting. My wife and I, we we wait for this show to come out because, like you said, it, it really grips. It, it grips you. You know, you get into it. It's super well done, Ted. I really think you would enjoy it. It's on. Oh, it's so on Hulu. Yeah, the, the is it, it just on Hulu? Looks, is that what it's it, on? Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu. The acting is fantastic. The story is very well written. I know you really look at that when you watch movies and shows how good mm-hmm. the writing is. Absolutely. The writing is very good, um, and and it's the story. It, everything Jared just said is is spot on. It's you know you watch it and you think like ah this is like pretty far fetched, but then when you kind of start thinking about it and some of the stuff that's going on, it's like or has gone on in the past. It's like man, this is actually like kind of scary to think about that this could happen and, and i mean you start and you start thinking like could this like would we ever go down this dark road and makes you wonder
2: yeah,
1: and, I'll, I'll me, yeah. and maybe it's not you know maybe it's the whole impregnation portion of it is not happening but i mean you look at some places out there man it, it, korea one of the uh, korea north korea it's like man they gotta have something pretty similar to this currently going on yeah and, oh, yeah. yeah it's just it's just sad it's and it's one it, of
3: those two that it's it, they do it's su- they do such a good job, like you said, Jared. You watch it and you almost it's they make there's some scenes that are like uncomfortable because it's like, like it, it's such a
1: good production, you're almost like watching it. Like I
3: don't know if I can like watch another one of these, man, but
1: and it's like and because of the pollution, you know, it's it's always cloudy. Uh They right. the handmaids wear these red all red creepy like all red suits with white hats, and it's just like. It, it, it just really, it just, it's just creepy, man. Ted, I know yeah. you would love it. it yeah. and, well, and all of our listeners, I mean, like I said, it's a little bit unnerving and definitely right. maybe takes an episode or two to get going. But once you're in it, I mean, it's like you're on the edge of your seat until, I mean, I'm two, I'm two seasons in and I haven't got off the edge of my seat this whole time. It's- now
2: is that one I'll want to watch. Cause you, you, I've, I've told you before, my wife can't watch violence or, you know, rape scenes, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is uh, this one I should watch it, on it, my own?
1: You're gonna be watching a solo Dola, which okay. is yeah. a little kind of creepy to think about. But <laughs> I guess that, I guess that is I guess I could watch it. I'm am a lightweight with this type of stuff. It yeah. really freaks me out.
2: I did and watch not, Game of Thrones that, myself. Of the
1: intention, you know, it's not supposed to be a thriller or something, but I, it's just something in my wiring where yeah. stuff like that, I it just it just makes me my stomach churn
2: kind of reminds me a little bit, you talked about it, it kind of ties in with the messed up stuff going on in the States now and the, in the world, you know, house of cards was kind of that way, you know, with uh, the the whole thing at the white house and what's been going on. And it kind of, kind of set the stage, what could really happen. And then lo and behold, (laughs) some of that might've happened, you know, especially what's going on nowadays. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely take your advice and see if I can fit it in my viewing schedule for sure. I was going to ask you, Matt, did you get a chance yet to check out girl in the picture?
3: I didn't. You know, I, I think I mentioned it last week. We kind of have a list and handmaid's tale that the latest season is added to it. And mm-hmm. that, that is also um, cause we're catching up on a couple other things, but I, I definitely want to, I, I'm going to get to it. I, I watched the trailer. I was like, I got to see this. So. Um, it,
2: it is the most yeah. messed up thing I've seen in a while. So, but it, I am it very, definitely keeps your attention.
3: Very <laughs> curious you, for to hear you say the most messed up thing that you've watched in a while. And knowing that you watch all these like murder yeah. mystery type things, yeah. um, it, it must be good. So it moves we, it up are, a
2: notch, huh? I yeah. was also, for this segment, going to tell you about, uh, uh, you know, I've had a busy summer. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm working part-time, semi-retired, and I've seen four different outdoor concerts, including last night over at the Clio Amphitheater again, to see a, a group called The Rock Show. And they played, you know, they played, the first set was all Journey music, and then they played... Uh, rock from the 80s after that for the second set. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But, uh, you know, I would probably, for the summer concerts I've seen so far, Billy Joel, obviously, number one. You know, that goes without saying. I'm going to move Shy town to number two, our friends at Shy town And then Magic Bus, which was a 60s cover band. That was that was good. And that was at the Clio Amphitheater, too. So I don't know where we're going to go next. We'll probably see Shytown town somewhere else. Speaking of Shytown, town they got a, a big show uh, tomorrow night at the machine shop in Flint. And uh, I know they're really looking forward to that. That's a really cool venue for them. And, you know, we'll try to keep you up to date on what they're up to throughout the summer, but it's always good to be tied in with those guys. Good bunch of guys, including Jared, your, your cousin, my nephew, uh, Casey on drums. But uh, they, they put on a good show for being a local country band. I'm surprised, you know, they weren't uh, asked to play somewhere along the line down at uh, uh, Faster Horses, you know, as, as one of the early bands.
1: Yeah, I mean, cool, they huh? have a whole next from uh, Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, like side concert place. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them playing there. And just the you know, that, I guess the it's their their. I guess they're not really next at Nashville. I mean, they're kind of an established band. They're not exactly the young and upcomers that they usually perform at that thing. But That's no, true. they always put on a good show. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. All right. Have they
3: played at, Do they play at rivals still or any like local spots? Thanksgiving
1: day they- uh, after Thanksgiving every year. I think it's
2: the Saturday of Thanksgiving. Saturday
1: of Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. yeah, It's
3: always after, it's after the Michigan-Ohio State game, right? Yep.
2: Exactly. And they, I think they're playing uh, September 3rd, Labor Day weekend down in Royal Oak at a big festival down there that, uh, that'll be cool. And then they're headlining up at Frankenmuth again, October 1st, I believe, at at that show up there, which I thought was the best one last year. It was, it was packed. I mean, there was at least a couple thousand people there and it, it was a great venue, so Continue on, fellas, that's for sure. All right,
3: them, it, you, you got the connection, Jared. You should have had them play at your
1: reunion. Yeah. We had the we had the bankroll for it. We had the bankroll for it. That
3: would have just a, a quick, a quick 45-minute set, half-hour set, you know, five, six right. songs.
2: And they know the lay of the land out there, too. They they played a show there last year that they got about 40 minutes in before it got rained out.
1: Actually, no, you're, 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 you're like, hey, all all Actually, you. Well, you're the one that's got the reunion coming up next year. I was gonna say
3: give them a ring, man. Talking about me dropping the ball. Maybe I'm, I'm coming up with an idea right now. Yeah, a live a, music performance at the.
2: That's at a the hell meeting. of an idea. And I think you'd be you'd be surprised. They're pretty reasonable. They'll, they'll work something out with you if you're seriously interested. Yeah. Just depends on the date. Yeah, okay, exactly. All right. Is there uh, any other business we got to take care of, guys?
3: Did we want to talk about the love that the Lions are getting a little bit? Sure, Just real let's quick. do it. Yeah, I mean, I saw a, a tweet came out that they're one of the betting favorites. The most money has been put on the lions for their over right now, over six wins is kind of where it's at. And that's the most money has been placed on that for them to get the over. And the most money has also been placed on Dan Campbell being the coach of the year. I mean, part of that might not be, people actually think it's going to happen. You know, they're, they're trying to see like which one has the best odds and, you know, trying to make, make the most money or whatever, but kind of, do, are we thinking that the lions actually are getting a little too much hype, you know, with the hard knocks and the improved roster, the really good draft that they had. People seem to like Dan Campbell. Um, Is this like bad news that the Lions are getting a lot of hype or do we actually think that they're, they're hitting that over they're going over six wins this year? I
1: would say it's bad news, but the thing that is, you know, who knows their shit? It's Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. So in, in, some I, I we've all said it, man. There's I we had an uneasy feeling going into the Tigers season. We all knew that that this seemed a little too good to be true. But man, six wins. I mean, what? They need to win seven wins to have a good season. I, I'm here yeah. for it. I, I think this team is built very well. They have a lot of ton of weapons. Great offseason. The the old group is PJ Fleck rowing the boat uh, with Campbell. Whether or not he knows his X's and well X's and O's as well as you know, maybe he should is, is to be seen. But I the team loves him. And the vibes are good. I I said it, man. I wouldn't have just said that about my, when I went to the OTAs practice, you know, a month ago or so, it really did feel like there was some magic in the air with this team. I think Hutchinson, you know, just him bringing a jolt of energy into that locker room, the big smile, uh, you know, Jamison Williams, potentially bringing a mid season spark, Jared Goff kind of in a deciding year. I I just, there's a lot to root for This your hard knocks coming to town. Here's what what I'll say. If you are in drinking this Kool-Aid, do it now before hard knocks happens because that number will probably jump up to seven. I bet.
2: Yeah. They'll get that bump. Probably. I'm, I'm excited about the lions. Like I always am before the season starts and I'll be checking out the exhibition play and you know, I'm a diehard. Uh, I, I kind of like the fact though, if they would sneak up on people instead of getting all this national love, you know, I hope they can live up to the hype, but I think seven wins is definitely doable with this team for sure. Should be.
3: I mean, you know, it's the whole thing we talked about with the Tigers, the health thing, if they can stay healthy, they've got a ton of talent, like you said, Jared, and kind of like, again, what you were talking about with the Tigers and what you mentioned with the Lions, they seem to love playing for Dan Campbell. They want to play for the Lions. They're having fun right now. So whether that continues four, five, six, seven weeks into the season, you know, we'll see. But right now, they seem to be having a ton of fun. And you kind of need that. You know, you need that a lot when you're when you're a team like the Lions kind of still rebuilding or they've been rebuilding since 1957. Right, Ted? So
1: Yeah, you know, since hashtag
2: about. since 57. That's another,
1: it. I've, I've, I've totally forgot about this, guys. i have got to remember it. Uh, another reason I'm big is uh, I'll be actually working the uh, first preseason game, August 12th, which I mean – you know, say what you will about preseason, but still, hey, get say I've done an NFL football game, so there you I'm go. looking forward to that as well.
2: Who's the talent?
1: Uh, I believe it'll be Devin Gardner, and I'm um, uh, will be the color. I, I'm not sure who play by play is off the top of my head. I it was. I'm not sure okay. who play by play will be, but I know for sure Devin Gardner will be on color.
2: Yeah, he's come a long ways. He's he's pretty good. I like his. I like what he. Does. I mean,
1: he's he's the kind of the perfect blend. He's charismatic, uh, but he's also a former quarterback. So right. he knows his X's and O's. And, I, yeah, I do think, like, you know, he puts in the work or whatever. I really do think he's got a big ceiling in terms of color. Yep.
2: Sounds good. Well, looking forward to August 12th, August 9th, the debut of Hard Knocks. And, you know, guys, we're, we're making it through another summer. But let's face it, our podcast really explodes when oh, it's yeah. football season. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, I was just you, – you're throwing those dates out. August 9th, that's like two weeks away. You know, first I, preseason I know. game, basically three weeks away. And then we've talked about you know our big show, one of our favorite ones that we put together every year, the Prep Picks and yep. Preview, where we talked you know preview the whole state of Michigan high school football. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's three four weeks away that we're going to be putting that together. So
1: it's wild. I, I don't know. I, I more than I think any other time we've had in this pod. You know, obviously we've had some great you know conversations after Michigan big Michigan football wins last year and. and Stuff the Michigan, Michigan State. The, the the recording after that is always a great episode. But I'm really looking forward to these weekly reviews of these hard knock, hard knocks episodes. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to see what we put together for those.
3: Yeah,
2: it's good. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. All right, fellas, looks like we've we've made it through another podcast. Uh, this has been the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. And also SkyMint Brands, Michigan's leader in the cannabis industry with many locations throughout the state of Michigan. Don't forget, keep it tuned uh, to our social media and also our next podcast will have a very special coupon code that you can save some bucks. And anytime you stop in at SkyMint. Also, follow us at 3 Point Pod. spread the word. Make sure you let all of our great partners know you listen in and enjoy the show. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso. Speaking of coupon codes, what's the coupon code there? 3PP? 3PP. Yes, sir. Stop on in, get those clothes done. And the ALS Association of Michigan. Before I wrap it up, fellas, I just wanted to tell you, I saw something come online. You know, the ALS Association is near and dear to my heart, losing my buddy, uh, Chris McMillan. And then there's another friend of mine that I played City League basketball with, another Cavalier that is battling that terrible disease. And I got something online. It was from the University of Michigan looking for volunteers, because I don't know if you guys know this, Michigan is probably the top state per capita for ALS diagnosis. And you know, they wanna do a study and I volunteered for it. I don't know if I'm gonna get picked for it or not, but where they'll do uh, a series of blood tests, you know, and urine tests just to check out and make sure you're doing okay and see if there's anything in the environment here in Michigan that is causing this, you know? And I I say kudos to them. Anything they can do on research to get rid of that terrible, terrible disease, which seems to be growing and growing, uh, I'm all for it. So. We're glad to promote, you know, trying to help that cause. And that's that's really my big charitable cause that I, I like to put a lot of time in with good reason. So let's hope that they can come to a cure for that. But uh, we've come to a cure for the end of this program until next week. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. Peace and love.
4: 3-Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan 3-Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at 3-Point Pod or by email to 3 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.